Welcome to the Center on the Saints. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. You know what I'm a fan of? A good sense of humor. <gasps> I seriously love to laugh so much. Like, it's so good for my soul. And someone once said, you laugh a lot so you don't cry. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's true, too. But, <laughs> man, I love when people make me laugh. I love that, too. I was going to say warm brownies because that's <gasps> true. Oh, yeah. But really... Do I have any former A-Team watchers, that old show? That's right, Mr. <laughs> T. Yes. And that's why everybody called my dad, because my maiden name is Tribuco. So Aww. that Mr. T and Mrs. T was just a lot easier. But um, what I love it when a plan comes together. Ooh, That's okay. what they used to say. Shocking that I think of mm-hmm. I pity the fool, but... And they say, I love it when a plan comes together. And that's what I'm a fan of. Yeah. When you least expect it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I could get behind some warm brownies, too. Oh, yeah, facts. (laughs) I mean, that's sort of like a no-brainer, right? Yeah. (laughs) Especially since we're smelling them waft from the kitchen. She literally, y'all, made some warm brownies for her son. I was like, oh, you made brownies? That's my favorite dessert, which she did not know. And she said, oh, yeah, I made it for Cully. I'm like, oh, well... Just because? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's a good mom. Sorry, kids. You didn't get that mom. But I have good friends that make a brownie, so we'll work on that. I do love to cook. It's kind of a love language. Oh, I think it's a love language because, like, I don't like to do it, and so here I am. Hey, oh, over here. Right. Cook (laughs) Cook for me. A lot. I'm cooking a lot for you guys. So please understand how much I do not like it, but I do it because I love you. It's a sacrifice. Oh, yeah, it can go both ways, right? Yes, it's a sacrifice. And sometimes it's so bad, we wonder, will we be sacrificed tonight? We're done eating mom's cooking? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of both ways. Oh. Well, we're going to hit up Jeremiah again. Probably this is the last week. We're finishing up our Bible study. Are we? Soon with Restored for Moms. And we've been kind of working through and some reflections in Jeremiah. It's been awesome. I know. Oh, my gosh. Love those women. Love some Jeremiah. Learned so many cool things from him, from them, from the whole, just the whole community. Yeah, I'm here to tell you guys, I have done a lot of stuff on Zoom And I was really trying to figure out how this whole Bible study connection thing would work on Zoom, but it works. Yeah. They have such a sweet, like, rapport with each other. It's been fun. It has been. Yeah, I've been actually really surprised, too. It's nice to see everyone's faces. Everyone's willing to share. Yeah. You know, um, everyone, you can see their emotions, their tears, their laughter, their nodding. It's been a really great experience. But... Today, we wanted to just kind of touch on something that came out of Jeremiah 51, where we really see this, these two sides of God in just a couple of verses, like mm-hmm. verses one through five. So we see this vengeful, but loving and protective God kind mm-hmm. of all rolled up into mm-hmm. just a few quick verses. So he's first starts out like, talking of whipping up a death-dealing hurricane to clean yeah. up Babylon. Get Girl. It. We might need some of that. (laughs) (laughs) He's coming back, people. He'll clean it up again one day. But then he's like, he's declaring that like the streets are going to be littered with corpses. That is total destruction. You know, not like a pretty sight. But that is also true. (laughs) What shall be coming in the future? Exactly. But then quickly in verse five. So this is like you know just first few verses. 
of the chapter. And then he's like, as their God, though, God of the angel armies, I am still alive and well. So he's just reminding them this. Um, I'm here. I'm alive. Mm -hmm. I'm well. Committed to them, even though they filled their land with sin against Israel's most holy God. Mm. And warns them. He warns them to run for their lives and to save them from his vengeance and payback for their sins. So the Lord is still having Jeremiah warn his people that he loves, like, repent, get moving, move on, because the destruction and the cleanup, it's coming. And so, you know, but he, again, he's like this God of like the second, third, fourth, fifth, Chances, he's pretty clear about his expectations, yes. right? And unwavering in his consequences, but really deliberate and so gracious in how many chances. He just, just, they're never ending. Thankfully. But, but I, I mean, think that this is something that we don't always talk a lot about as Christians. Um, we have this image of God being this best friend, you know, that's always there for us. And he is. Yeah, He is those things. But... He's also other things. Yeah. He gets angry. He I mean, does. have you ever been angry with your child? Right. Have you ever screamed? Yeah. Have you ever thrown? I broke a hairdryer one time. Oh. Thankfully, not on my child's head or anything. Yeah. I just, but I got so angry that I slammed it down on my bathroom counter and had to go to Target that day to get a new one. Uh, Not proud of those moments. Sometimes we have to have those moments to really get our kids' attention because it is a very important message. (laughs) Yes. Or sometimes we keep repeating ourselves, repeating ourselves, and they don't hear us until we're breaking something Mm -hmm. or going or yelling at the top of our voice. Yeah. Or the death dealing hurricane is throwing corpses in the street, I guess. I don't know about you, but (laughs) it might be kind of fun to stir one of those up. I mean, like, I homeschool my kids and. Sometimes I need that to get my attention. <laughs> Hello, how many times am I to tell you? So true. I feel like um, that's what I wrote today. Like, what is something that I've done over and over and over again that I know God has been so frustrated with? And I know he's frustrated with it, but like, I still sort of keep doing it anyway. Mm. And um, I'm looking for like a shortcut or... Um, maybe overextending the grace, <laughs> you know, it's like, I just keep pushing the envelope. Uh-huh. Like, oh, but he'll forgive me. Right. You know, like, so I'm just going to push it a little bit farther, <laughs> even though I know I shouldn't. So I just had this conversation with somebody last night. Funny you should bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know she had this conversation. You did not. And so we were just discussing um, how there are so many women out there that will knowingly insert themselves into a marriage. Meaning, like, they'll know that your man is married, but they will still try. And that goes for men and women. Like, men and women will do the same thing. They will still try to get in there, right? And I have seen it. I don't know if COVID has brought out the worst in people or just opened up the weaknesses of marriages, but so many people where women are inserting their selves in a married man's life. Mm -hmm. So I was talking with a friend and I was like, girl, you know, it is my business. That is my husband. I'm going to find you. I will hunt you down like Dog the Bounty Hunter and we will have some words. And if you're lucky, we'll just have words. Mm -hmm. 
And then my friend said, yeah, I pray that God, like, God, you're going to have to work through that with me. You're going to have to work on me because that's where my heart goes. And I'm like, wait, we got to work through that? I was just going to go ahead and do it and then say, like, I'm going to have to repent after this, but here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you mean? Yeah, there's times when we act based on our feelings without pausing, praying, and reflecting on how, what the appropriate way to respond is. Definitely. But then there are times when we may get into a pattern of sin where, you know, and again, I don't want to be ranking anybody's sin, but, you know, because sin is sin. Um, We get so caught up in that in this world. It is so infuriating sometimes. But, um... Whatever it is, if it's a little lie, if it's a shopping addiction, you know, you pick your you pick your poison. It could be something big, like um, a, a, like you just mentioned, a relationship outside of your marriage, mm-hmm. and you know it's wrong, and you know you shouldn't be doing it, and there's no question in your mind about that, but you do it anyway. Are we talking about my sentence enhancers? Like <laughs> <laughs> it. That's a good synonym. Yes, maybe. Too many sentence enhancers, yep. a.k.a. cuss words. All right. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, I do feel that lately. Yeah. You know, for me, and I kind of use this as an excuse, it's like, look, I can either let off a little steam uh-huh. by feeling, like, like by being bad, I'm using air quotes, and throwing out a little cuss word, or I can punch you in the face. Which one do you prefer? Right. You yes. Know? So, it's like, maybe I should just throw out a little cuss word here and there. Yes. <laughs> but, Are you approving this right now? Wait a minute. Hang on. I think I just got a hall pass. <laughs> no, but I know, you know, you know that that's not the way the Lord has called us. That's not how we should speak all the time. I mean, I am kind of a firm believer that sometimes there's just not another word. And yeah. if you don't use them a lot, then when you do, you get everyone's attention. For oh, sure. I just say them louder, and then I get attention. But here's my question about cuss words. This is a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got on so, this. A little sin for you. Yeah. So, like, fiddlesticks. Oh, a, that's uh, not a bad word. No, but it's a dumb word, and, like, it's kind of, like, just taking the place of what I meant for it to say. So shouldn't I just not want to say that anymore instead of placing Fiddlesticks? I, like, first of all. I say rats. I followed up with ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only rats. word I ever ha- heard my mom say. The the complete version, uh-huh. the compound word. Yes. Um. The animal and then the rear end. The exactly growing up as a child, um, maybe three times. That was like the ult- That was like the worst thing I ever heard her say. And um, <laughs> and so like I'm sort of. I've used it as an excuse. I'm like, well, my mom said it, so it must be okay. Oh, my gosh. If I said all the things my mom said, what, what? <laughs> so that brings me back to the fact, and I'm just going to call you out because this is hysterical. Oh, my gosh. One time we were, like, fed up with some stuff, and so we had to do a training. We, we had to do something we didn't want to do in ministry. And so we used, oh. what was that called? Um. An acronym. We use it. Is that what it's called? <laughs> like an uh, like an acrostic poem. Yes, but we <laughs> <laughs> we spelled out rats rear end, uh-huh. but the three letter word for that. Uh huh. And we In turned it into speaking points. 
that were very nice and biblical, but we knew behind <laughs> the scenes what the acronym was. See, I think God gives us a point for being creative on that one. I mean, I thought it was hysterical, and it really helped me get through it. We had so much fun. <laughs> Sometimes cuss words are good. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Wow. We really, a tangent. I know it was fun, yeah. though. But there are things that, like, I know, especially as a young girl, um, there were things, you know, when I was in college, I would go out and do whatever, you know, and come back in and say my prayers and say, I'm sorry, God, and Knowing go back out. Knowing full well you were going to do it tomorrow. Yes, that doesn't count, people. So I think that's what's the key there, was what yes. I just said, is you knew you were going to do it again tomorrow. I knew, yes. And, yeah. you know, we're called to be so much so much more than that. And I'm always so convicted by these verses in Matthew. Um, And this is from the message translation. It says, knowing the correct password, saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience, doing what my father wills. I can see it now at the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me and saying, Master, we preach the message. We bash the demons. Our, spirit, our super spiritual projects had everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourselves important. You don't impress me one bit. Mm. You're out of here. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. And if you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who builds his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, or tornado hit, but nothing moved that house because it was fixed to the rock. Mm. We cannot... Just use the words in Bible studies and not work them into our lives. Yeah, but I went somewhere else when when you were just talking and thinking about that and you saying, you know, I would go out in college, I would do this, and I would apologize knowing full well I was Mm going to do it again tomorrow. And I just want to make a statement here. There are some of us who are dealing with addictions and a different kind of affliction where you are not in control of it. Your intention is not to go back out and do it again tomorrow. Right. It is just a sickness, right? Or it's just an affliction. And so that's different than what Allison is talking about right here. Yes. I mean, cussing and, right, going out and going to parties and things like that is totally different than being stuck in an addiction of pornography uh-huh. or um, in adultery or a shopping Yeah, or, and I mean, like, God's word still covers that, and God still, you know, that is still a sin, but that is um, not the same thing here, right? Right. It's going to take a little bit more. Yeah. It's going to take a lot more. And it it may take a whole nother level. You know, like I said, I've had to add four books to my morning devotion. Like, sometimes adding 20 books ain't going to help you. You've got to seek professional help. Yes. You've got to find someone that you can trust that's your accountability partner. You know, um, just like in when you're addicted to alcohol and you have a sponsor. Right. You know, people that are praying for you and holding you accountable. That's huge. I think I just didn't want to add like a level of guilt to someone that's going through that Absolutely. with this message was where I was going with that. So right. now that you're getting a hall pass, we're just saying that's not exactly what we're talking about here. Right. That's right. We're talking more of the easygoing stuff. But again, we're ranking it then. 
when we're doing something. No, it's the intention is where I'm getting at. Like an, an addict, when they repent, they are fully giving their heart to repentance. Yeah. And then they find themselves in the same situation again tomorrow, but their intention was not to go out and do that again. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not ranking at all. Versus just yes, kind of being fed up and doing it. Right. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, you know, and, and then you have to sit here and you have to, like, say to the people, you cannot expect to experience all of God's goodness and grace and mercy that we talk about all the time without following his rules or getting in line and, and trying to realign your life with what his word is, Right? So true. You can't. And he knows your heart. Yes. That like, right there is it. That's where the guilt should, you should release the guilt and release the shame because God knows our hearts. You know, I mean, he knows when you are coming with a mm-hmm. re- truly repentant heart. Yes. And knows that you are trying when you stumble the next day. Okay. Last week, I was not really. I was just working through some anger. <laughs> And some some issues and some stress. And I was relieving that with, you know, not positive words. Yeah. And I was fine doing that. Um, yeah, because, you had probably stopped even, like, talking to God about it. You were just, like, having your way for a few days. Yeah, I was having my little moment in the mud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was rolling around in it. But I the was. good news is God still forgives you at the end of the day. That's and right. He convicts your heart. But I will say this if you continue down a path um, that God has called you out of, and He's like giving you one warning, I'm going to tell you what, those mm. warnings, they get a little harsher. Yeah. And the repercussions are a little bit more, and the wave goes a little farther with every repercussion. So, so true. Make it your business to get down on your knees, to pray, mm. to Surround yourself with people that will um, help you, hold you accountable, because God is a God of second chances. He is also a God that uh, holds you accountable. Yes. There, and, and he'll forgive you, but that doesn't mean the consequences go away. And the yes. beauty of growing in your relationship with the Lord, like although, you know, I may have struggled last week <laughs> with things, thankfully, you know, you, a decade ago, over a decade ago, it would have taken me maybe three years to get to that point of like, okay, I'm just going to roll around in the mud for a long time and not care. And then, you know, then it gets shorter as your relationship would grow. So like it might've been three months, then it might've been three weeks. And at least this was like three days. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And th- you know, that just goes to show that just because you're a believer does not mean that you're not going to hit a wall on occasion. Facts. And, you know, people don't hold people to this pedestal because they are, you know, someone that is in the Christian community. They might be a leader in the community. They might um, have a podcast or a blog or, you know, they might have a leadership role in your church. They are human just like the rest of us. And Mm -hmm. so they will hit a wall on occasion. Um, And how do you respond to that with them? Right? I love that. And I... I want to, I think I'd like to point out that no matter what we do, you know, we can always approach God with it. 
But it also, when people let us down, you know, those mentors, those figures, those podcasts, whoever it is, um, it does not, it, it doesn't change everything that they have accomplished for the Lord, mm-hmm. that the Lord has done through them. It doesn't take away from that. It does not take that away or out. It didn't take away that from my life, right? Because I had these moments of <laughs> three days where I didn't maybe use the nice words ever all the time. Those things don't go away. They're still there, but we are called to to recognize those, repent and move forward so that we can continue to be that that light and that truth for the Lord. And it also doesn't change who God is. Never does it. Right. Do that. And so sometimes I think we can see something like happen and just be like, oh my gosh, God. That's not a God thing, right? right? <laughs> I know, right? It's a person thing. Yeah, it's a human thing. It's a human flaw, but that's okay. God loves us all. And God meets us right where we are on our walk with him, no matter where we are, no matter what our hiccups are, or you know the craziness we just came out of, or the craziness we find ourselves in right now. God is going, hey, I can help you. Mm-hmm. And he uses different people along your path to bring you to the next level up, right? Whatever that is. Exactly. (laughs) Which is basically, if you didn't listen to last week, go back and listen um, to last week's because it's got mud. And it's basically about being down in that pit. Are you the one in it? Are you the one being called to help someone out of it? Um, And maybe it's the Lord. Maybe he's the only one, you know, that is able to do that. But just we're praying you'll cling to him this week and that you'll just focus on him and keep that heavenly perspective. I love it. Mm. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saint. See you next time.